Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. While you're at Campus to Canton, check out our feed our podcast feed, and one of our newest podcasts in the family of podcasts is the Hero Running Back Show with Noah Hills, a quick breakdown of one college running back prospect, chocolate analytics, and deep breakdowns. I like it. It's a nice, clean listen. And this week, it's on Braylon Allen. So, and now, that leads right into my guest for the second version of the face-off. This week, my caster, Troy, is going to be Noah Hills. Noah, how are you doing today, man? I am good. I am, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Love to talk some running backs. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. You're a little young. Do you know the movie Face Off? I, I don't. It's a hockey movie, okay. I would assume. <laughs> no, actually, it's not. It's, a, it's not. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a horrible movie, but it's so much It's one of those bad movies that came out in the 90s. It's so bad, but it's really good in a way. Uh, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta, they each cut their faces off and, and are each other. And one's like an FBI agent, and the other's a. Uh, like a world-renowned international criminal. So it's actually a really fun movie. Really bad, but fun. Yeah, that that sounds ridiculous. (laughs) It is insanely ridiculous. And it was made in the early 90s, so the CGI isn't even that good. So, you know, it was was a fun movie. So just after seeing you, I'm like, yeah, that might have went over his head. Yeah, it sounds like a a so bad, it's it's good situation. It is. Any movie Nicolas Cage is in, right? All right. Yeah, that is true. This week we're gonna. Last week we did quarterbacks with, with uh, Thor. This week we're gonna do running backs with Noah. Now Noah, it seems like this race is. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Going into the process, Isaiah Spiller was my RB one, in the same tier as Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. But with these recent combine performances, just real quick to go over them. Everybody's probably heard at this point. Brees Hall, nine point nine six RAS score, basically on a four point three nine forty yard dash. I mean, that was amazing. I didn't think anybody saw that. One of his biggest beefs against his game was the lack of breakaway speed. So seeing that score kind of shocked everybody. And he did not get a chance to do the shuttle in three cone. Um, Kenneth Walker had a pretty good, a pretty good combine himself, though. He did run also run a four, he ran a 4.38 40-yard dash, which was really good for a RAS score. Only five foot nine though, which was kind of shorter than I think everybody thought. But 2.11 and five foot nine is a pretty damn good build for a running back. So. Also did not get to do the shuttle on three cone. And then lastly, Isaiah Spiller, as we've all heard by this time, uh, six foot, 217 pounds, had a horrible, horrible pro day. 4.64 40-yard dash, 30-inch vert, nine point, or nine foot, six-inch broad. But if you watch the tape, I think everybody kind of expected a little bit slower of a 40, maybe not 4.64 slow, though. That's real quick, just what we've had to deal with lately as far as the combine and everything so Noah, state the case as Brees Hall is the RB1. What do you love about him and what do you not like about him? I think what I love about Brees Hall is that he just kind of checks every box. He was productive, you know, at a in a Power 5 conference from the time he was a freshman. He's workhorse-sized. He's, you know, he's fast, obviously. He was explosive in the jumping drills. He catches passes. He was efficient in college. There's just not anything from kind of a bird's-eye view to nitpick about him uh you know it's not often that we get a prospect that comes through and is just he checks every box and Brees Hall does that and I don't know that everybody expected that from him um he didn't I think going into the process he didn't really feel like a no doubt type of guy 
But as we right. kind of made our way through the process, it's like, well, you know, what what issue can you really have about him? But if I was going to nitpick, I think about his kind of pass catching ability, I think he's fine there. I don't think that he is excellent. You know, he's not Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. Um, right. He's he's probably somewhere in the you know Ezekiel Elliott type range where you know at the very high end of his of his outcomes he could be you know a sixty reception guy and you're not going to pull him off the field on third down probably but he's not he's not going to threaten you on you know in the receiving game in the same way that like an Alvin Kamara would that's just not his game so I think he he checks that box but it's not emphatic and then a, as a runner I think he is he was a big play guy. And he right. was, you know, very efficient overall. I think on a play-to-play basis, I don't know that he was as consistent down in and down out. And I think that speaks to a little bit of, you know, like guys like Rashad Penny, Saquon Barkley uh, are kind of the same way where they end up having great efficiency, but it comes with some negative plays and then it's fueled by these long runs. And I think Brees Hall is a little bit the same way where you're not going to get, you know, who's, who's a guy that just does it every play. Maybe like Ezekiel Elliott is the opposite right. of this. Yeah. We're like Tony Pollard in that offense is the big play guy, and Zeke is kind of you know four or five yards in a cloud of dust. I think Brees Hall is more the Tony Pollard. You know, he's not a satellite back like that, but he's he's big plays, and overall the consistent or the efficiency is going to look good, but it's going to be up and down on the way there. I think, and I think we've that's not something that's really been touched on, but yeah, if I was going to nitpick that, that would be it. I don't know that he's the best peer runner despite efficiency that looks pretty good. Right. I mean, hell, that was Barry Sanders. I mean, but, yeah. you know, so anyways, th- those are the things that I saw. Like this year when you watched earlier on in the season, I felt like he was getting hit in the backfield a lot. Like he wasn't picking his lanes very well. You know, that ended up causing a lot of lost yardage plays, which you don't like to see a lot of. That was partially in, to- in because of a bad offensive line. You know, like there was a lot of times where he'd get the ball and he would just get hit instantly. But there were also times where he didn't pick the right lane. So as far as his vision, I don't think he's, you know, he's not Kenneth Walker type vision, but his vision isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see him break a little more tackles, you know, things like that. He's not the most physical guy, but he's physical enough, you know. And then I think obviously one thing that always has to be mentioned with a guy like Brees Hall is mileage. He's had a shitload of a shitload of carries in his first three seasons. Yeah. I mean, he, he has he has taken a pretty good workload, so. So there, there's the big, the up and the down, you know, about him. Is he firmly planted as your RB1 now, or and has he been throughout the process? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. And that's, that's you, you know, obviously, like I said before, he does check the boxes. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he's RB1 largely just based on there's not really anybody else to pivot to. This isn't a situation where we've got Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, and it's kind of a, you know, pick your poison. It's Brees Hall who checks all the boxes, and then everybody else has some flaws. And so I think just by default, he's a good prospect, but by default, he's the RB1 in this class. Right, right. So do you think there's any case to be made for Kenneth Walker? Taking a, come on now. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Come on now. <laughs> Diehard Spartan fan here. Yeah, I think there is a case to be made for Walker, but I think his, his, his resume is obviously not as impressive. So what do you see that you like about Walker, and what do you see that you think needs improvement? Yeah, I think... As a pure runner, there's no question in my mind that Kenneth Walker is the best running back in this class, ahead of Brees Hall, if we're just looking at who's the best ball carrier among these rookie running backs. And he he's just completely the full package there. He, he breaks tackles, he rips off long runs, 
He's consistent on a play-to-play basis. He's not giving you the negative plays that, you know, like a Rashad Penny or, you know, a Brees Hall might. He's just completely the full pack. And he's athletic, you know, and he he came right. into the combine. I was a little bit worried he might be closer to 205, but 6'9", 211, 6'9", 5'9", 211. That's not bad. And, and my one concern, I think, about Kenneth Walker as a ball carrier, because obviously he doesn't catch many passes, uh, but as a ball carrier is if he's not able to prove in the NFL that he has that receiving element to his game, is 211 pounds big enough to be a pure two-down runner? And I think we will get our answer to that, at least partially, via the NFL draft. If a team right. is is willing to invest highly in him, you know, in the early second round or something like that, I think that indicates that they're that they don't care that he's 211 pounds or that they view it as big enough. And and you mentioned this kind of um in the introductory part. He's 5'9 and 211, which, you know, BMI wise, that's that's pretty solid. He's he's built, right. you know, just fine. And if even if he's undersized, he's got that solid build. If I was an NFL GM, I think I trust him to carry the load on first and second down at the le- you know at the very least. It's just a matter of is an NFL coach, is an NFL GM going to view him the same way? Right. I, I was able to watch a lot of Kenneth Walker because that's my team, and I did see him open a lot. And for some reason, they you know their quarterbacks would not check down to him, or and when he sometimes would get downfield, he looks like he knows what he's doing. So I guess we'll just see if the hands. You know, if he has the hands for it, but in the limited amount that we did see, I thought it was fairly, he was adequate, you know, definitely not a, a liability. You didn't see him dropping passes and he wasn't scared of the ball either. So, um, yeah, but like you said, yeah, I love his, his feet, his athleticism, his vision is crazy. Um, he forces a lot of missed tackles, but he's not the most powerful physical guy. You know, he can be overpowered by linebackers and things like that. So both of these guys also are not great pass protectors. I mean, that's, you know, not what well, take with that what you will, you know. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Then finally, our last one in the face off Isaiah Spiller. Is there a case at all to be made for Spiller at this point? As far as the numbers go, I don't think so. He's just not impressive from like an efficiency standpoint based on the numbers that I look at. Um, he breaks right. a decent amount of tackles. He's not bad in the open field. And he does check the kind of minimum threshold boxes of being a workhorse sized guy who does contribute well in the passing game. And compared to, you know, even even compared to like Brees Hall, he was used fairly dynamically in the passing game. He's running more advanced routes. Um, so I think he's 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 certainly a three down back. And I guess from a from a fantasy football perspective, the case for him ending up as, you know, more productive than Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker is an NFL team loves his tape, which a lot of people do. And they make him their starting running back and on a good offense in a good system that's enough. You know, I, I don't know that he's, I, I don't think he's a terrible player. He's probably good enough to handle a workload. He can play all three downs and sometimes that's enough. You know, we've seen guys who aren't the most talented or, you know, inherently the best ball carriers be productive guys for stretches in the NFL. And that's within his realm of possibilities. But I think at this point, before we know draft capital, before we know landing spots, I'm just placing my bets on who I think the most talented players are. And that just isn't Isaiah Spiller. Like I had mentioned before, show he he was my RB one going in because I did like his power. I like the physicality, how he never goes down. Um, his hands are surprisingly good for a guy that size, and he he was a very adequate receiver out in the flat, and he, he seemed to adjust well if the ball was thrown behind him, things like that. He does a lot of things really well, but that athletic inability, I guess, what you want to call it, it, it's a little scary, you know, because this is the NFL, and it's going to be hard to see him you know, succeeding without being much more athletic, you know, so it's a little, 
a little troublesome, but I still think, I think my top tier is now down to Hall and, and, and Kenneth Walker. I think he's, Spiller's just outside of it, but I think he's not quite down in the Kyron Williams and Rashad White tier. You know, I think he's a little bit better than that. And there's still a good chance he succeeds if he gets, for some reason, day two draft capital, I think. What do you think about, would you take a chance on him in a rookie draft if he does get that day two draft capital and somebody does, you know, appear to make, you know, if you can get him at like the 108 in your rookie drafts, are you pushing the button on that or? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I was definitely out when he was going at like the 102, 103. Um, that was just too rich for me. And, you know, at the 108, I might still be taking shots at wide receiver at that point. But right. if he if he slips, you know, if he gets third round draft capital, is he if he's selected in you know like the Devin Singletary range, I'd be willing to take him in the early second round. I think because he is a big guy who can play on all three rounds, and especially if he ends up in a good spot, I think this, the early second is probably where I'd be willing to pull the trigger. Right, right. Excellent. Well, thank you. That's I just kind of wanted to give everybody. I think listening to what you say, no, is pretty much where. I think we as a community have kind of, <laughs> I think we're all kind of embracing this. Every once in a while you get an outlier that's like, bada bada, Devontae Price is the RB1, you know, or something, <laughs> some crazy thing like that. So it's it's kind of interesting to see how the landscape has changed over the last couple months. So this one is not quite as spicy. I think my, my conversation with Thor as, as Malik Willis over Corral and was a little bit spicier. I think this one's pretty much set in stone. If, if Hall's not the first running back selected, I'd be shocked. Yeah, it'd be crazy shocked. I don't still don't think he's a first round. I don't think we're going to see many running backs in the first round. In a startup draft I'm in right now, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Brees Hall. Whew. So that's six. what, RB6? Yeah. Kenneth Walker okay. was seventh. Wow. And then there's Eckler, Eckler, uh, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins. Joe Mixon, <laughs> Derek Henry. That just seems great. Saquon Barkley down at like 15 now. That, that's nuts wow. to me. Dalvin Cook. Like, I just, I can't take Brees Hall that high. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I'm just a little worried. There is a little bit of worry about me and what I saw this year. Like you said, his inconsistency um, is, I just, I don't know. I mean, he, he had a, a lot of explosive, he said a lot of explosive plays, but they were just over 20 yards. You know, they weren't. He didn't have a lot of 50, 60 yard runs. You know, he's yeah. had a lot of 20 to 30 yard runs, which is fine. I mean, that's definitely good for the NFL. Um, but man, that seems rich for me, especially yeah, for it, some of those other guys. It does. And and just reading down that list, I think a lot of that sounds rich to me, even outside of the rookies. And I think part of the problem is that the landscape, the running back landscape in Dynasty right now is just overweight with young running backs who we're not completely sure about. Like even DeAndre Swift. Right. has had some up and down seasons. We think he's good. We're not, we haven't seen him have an elite season yet. And then the guys who have had elite seasons are like the Joe Mixons, Dalvin cooks who are approaching, you know, 26, 27 years old. And so we have this sort of like transitional period where we now have a guy like Brees Hall who checks all the boxes. And so he's being pushed way up because everybody else has some question marks or is, you know, approaching the age apex. Yeah, getting toward the end of the, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's just a, a tough position to navigate right now. Right, and here's Spiller. I mean, gosh, he's down about 25 or 30 running okay. backs. So he's way down there. The yeah. 708, 708 behind guys like Fournette, Montgomery, Aaron Jones. I mean, he's down there quite a ways. But I okay. think we don't have another rookie until, gosh, 
many rounds after. <laughs> I think I think somebody took Rashad White before before okay. I wanted to. So yeah, there's probably four or five guys who go. You know, if Spiller's the RB three, there's probably four or five guys who you know basically take your pick. Is it Zamir White? Is it Rashad White? Are you taking a shot on Brian Robinson? You know, somebody. It's it's kind of kind of a toss up at that point. To, oh, absolutely. You know, based on preference, really. Yeah, definitely past those first two and three. It's it's dicey. Thank you, Noah. Thank you very much, man. I, I love talking this draft class. And can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and find your work? Yeah, I am uh, at Noah Moore Parties on Twitter. You can find my work at breakoutfinder.com, at playerprofiler.com. Generally got about, I don't know, an article a day, really. Um, I'm also over on the BDGE YouTube channel twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays. And then I produce the Hero RB show on the Campus to Canton podcast feed, drops every Thursday. So that's where you can find me. Thank you, Noah. Um, you can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. Thank you all very, very much for listening. I hope you guys all have a great weekend, and we will talk to you Monday. <laughs>